Howdy, and welcome to Episcoags, the weekly podcast of the Canterbury Episcopal Student Center at Texas A&M and Blinn College. I am Reverend Rich Nelson. I'm the campus missioner here, and here is what's coming up for our community over the week of October 27th through November the 2nd. Uh, coming up on Tuesday, we have our weekly coffee and conversation over at the MSC Starbucks. Come on by anytime between 1.30 and 2.30 and look for me. I'm happy to buy you a cup of coffee and uh, hear what's on your mind. And then on Wednesday this week, we have our weekly dinner at 7.30, followed by Eucharist, our worship service at 8.30, which this week is going to have a special Halloween uh, theme. And in fact, we invite everybody to uh, feel free to dress up and uh, and have some fun with that this coming Wednesday. Bonnie Harris Reynolds, the organist at St. Thomas, is going to treat us with a special uh, Halloween uh, musical selection. So that's going to be lots and lots of fun. That's at 8.30. And if you want to come a little bit earlier on Wednesday, St. Thomas is also having a trunk or treat that begins at 5.30. I got some candy to hand out to the kids, so if you want to come on over and join us for the Canterbury uh, trick or treat uh, part of their trunk or treat, uh, it'd be a lot of fun. I think you'll enjoy it, seeing all the kids. Also, if you're on the budget team, uh, we are meeting after worship on Wednesday night just for those who are working on next year's budget. All right, on Thursday night, we have dinner at 7.30 again, and we have a Bible study from 8 to 9. That is Halloween night, and so we're going to have a special version of our Bible study. We're going to be talking about angels and demons. Are these things real? Where do we read about them in the Bible? What comes from Scripture? What comes from kind of uh, other sources or just popular imagination? Um, So, yeah, we're going to have some fun with that, but also uh, it is a serious topic. So we'll be talking about it from both angles uh, Thursday night. That's going to be a lot of fun. On Friday, November 1st, uh, I'll be here in the office all day. Uh, Happy to talk with you uh, if you need to come on by uh, for anything that you might need to discuss And we have Noonday Contemplative Prayer at 12 o'clock. And, uh, yeah, Sunday the 3rd, we've got our study hall, dinner at 7.30, and uh, just a time to to hang out and to do some homework and to uh, catch up with each other. All right, that's what's coming up for this week at Canterbury Episcopal Student Center. We are located at 902 George Bush Drive, which is right next to St. Thomas Episcopal Church. That is right across the street and up a ways from Kyle Field, right next to the Hillel uh, Jewish Center. So uh, find us. Uh, We'd love to welcome you. If you're not already a part of the community, if you are, we'd love to see you at all the things that are coming up this week. Uh, If you have any other uh, things you want to check out, uh, go to our website, www.episcoags.org. And now, uh, this week's Daily Bread, our uh, bonus section to the podcast, is going to be a sermon that I preached on Sunday, November 27th at St. Thomas at the 8 a.m. service. And, uh, And coming up next is the gospel reading that that's based on. It's all about the difference between humility and humiliation. Uh, There's an important difference, and as disciples of Jesus, we need to know what that is. And now for our daily bread. 
Our gospel reading this week uh, comes from Luke chapter 18, verses 9 through 14. Jesus told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and regarded others with contempt. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee, standing by himself, was praying thus, God, I thank you that I am not like the other people, thieves, rogues, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give a tenth of all my income. But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even look up to heaven, but was beating his breast and saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his home justified rather than the other. For all who exalt themselves will be humbled, but all who humble themselves will be exalted. Holy God, fill our minds with your wisdom, our mouths with your truth, and our hearts with your love. Amen. Good morning. Think for a moment with me, if you would, about a time in your life when you felt completely humiliated. I'm talking pants pulled down at the pool, dumped by a girl in front of your friends, told you were dumb by a professor, yelled at by a boss in front of your coworkers, kind of humiliated. Can you recall one? I bet you can. I bet you can think of times that were perhaps a lot worse than even these examples. I've had a number of humiliations in my lifetime. There are some painful but smaller ones, such as the time in elementary school when a kid pulled off my cap and tossed it up in a tree and I couldn't get it out, or being laughed at by a girl that I liked in junior high, or that time in high school when I was congested and I sneezed and made a complete mess in front of everybody in my class and just wanted to crawl away and die. And those are the small ones. Other more impactful and deeper ones, such as being told that a sermon I preached is the cause of people leaving my church or going through a painful divorce. Life has plenty of opportunity for humiliation. Now think for a moment about a time in your life when you've demonstrated humility. I'm talking head bowed down, sacrificing your own ego and reputation to build up someone else. Not showing off when you could, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, kind of humility. I've done this in small ways, when I chose not to correct someone I knew was wrong to save their pride, downplaying my achievements, making myself the butt of a joke. And I've done it in larger ways, too. Times when I've stepped back to let others shine, when I've confessed my sins to God and to others, when I've admitted that I just couldn't do what it was I really wanted to do. As we approach today's gospel reading, 
is important to make the distinction between humiliation and humility. Whereas the first is imposed upon us, the second can only be chosen by us. Humiliation comes from the Latin root humus or dirt, as in to be treated like dirt, to be humiliated. Humility comes from the Latin root humus or dirt, as in to be grounded. It's also what defines our humanity, another word that comes from that same Latin root word humus or dirt, as in we are earth creatures called to remember that we are dust and to dust we shall return. Jesus' final words in today's gospel reading invite each of us to a life of humility. When he says, all who exalt themselves will be humbled, but all who humble themselves will be exalted. And that's what's wrong with the righteous man in today's gospel reading. He is a faithful man by all accounts. He is not a thief a rogue, an adulterer, or someone who takes advantage of others. He fasts twice a week. He ties a tenth of his income to the annual stewardship campaign. In fact, he may be more faithful than many of us. But he lacked one thing, humility. And not only that, but the righteous man seeks to humiliate the sinner. God, I thank you I'm not like other people. I wonder if he'd already caught a glimpse of that man in the back row, the tax collector, the one who took advantage of others for his own gain. God, I thank you I'm not like him. Now, think for a moment about a time that you perhaps have said that. God, I thank you that at least I'm not as bad as that person is. The Pharisee humiliates the sinner, while the sinner shows humility. But I wonder, does it take humiliation to teach us humility? Some say so. I don't know that it has to, but I think that it can. One of my favorite modern theologians has been quoted as saying, I have prayed for years for one good humiliation a day, and then I must watch my reaction to it. I have no other way of spotting both my denied shadow self and my idealized persona. This is a challenging prayer to pray, and I admire him for praying it, even if I do not think I can bring myself to pray it for me. There once was a wise man who was sought out by many for his wisdom. And a man came along and came to the wise man and said, Master, I have two days. Teach me how to be at peace, to be wise like you. The wise man looked at the visitor and said, Go to the cemetery today and spend the entire day yelling at the dead that you find there. Tell them that they are worthless, they are good for nothing, horrible people, and should be ashamed of themselves, and then come back 
to me at the end of the day. So the visitor did that. He went to the cemetery, and he yelled at them all day long how horrible they were, and he came back, and he reported to the master he had done this, and the master said, what then did they say? And the visitor said, they said nothing. The next day, the visitor came to the wise man and he said, teach me how to be at peace, how to be wise like you. And the master said to the visitor, go to the cemetery today and spend the entire day telling them how wonderful they are, that they can do no wrong, that the world is falling apart without them here to hold it together and come back to me at the end of the day. So he did as he was told. He went to the cemetery and he he told them all day long how wonderful they were. And he came to the master and said what he had done. And the master said, what then did they say? And he said, they said nothing. And the master said, if you too seek peace, go back to your life and respond like the people in the cemetery. God seeks our humility, not our humiliation. And we dare not confuse these two. Our primary task as Christians is to accept the love that God freely offers and then to let go of our desire to get that love and forgiveness from another source, from our boss, our significant other, our friends, ourself. Only God's love and forgiveness will ever be enough. All the others will leave us unsatisfied, keeping us trapped in the loop of constantly seeking more from them, more attention, more affirmation, more acceptance, more wealth, more security, more, more, more. See, the sinner in today's story humbly asks for God's mercy because he knows that is what he needs and God is the only one who can give it. Think of a time when you too needed God's grace and mercy. And if you cannot think of one, know that today is that day. If we cannot pray for one good humiliation a day, then let us adopt this man's prayer, God be merciful to me, a sinner. And this week, let's let our humiliations, for which there will undoubtedly be some, lead us to be people of humility, And transform us into the image of the one who shows us the way to true humanity, Jesus Christ our Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen.